Welcome to Life with Zan. I'm your host and friend, Zan Farrow. This podcast was designed to celebrate how each of us breathe life into our own little corners of the world. Whether through work or play, it is my hope to honor the process and encourage others to do the same. Welcome to Life with Zan. Today I'm sitting down with my friend Kayleen. She is an intuition coach and host of the Celebrate Cultivate podcast. She helps entrepreneurs and mothers find more alignment and ease through coaching, courses, and online retreats. If you want to learn how to access your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and take aligned action, Kayleen is someone's work you will want to follow. I worked with Kayleen in my career transition in 2020 and absolutely adored her approach to intuition and have so enjoyed following along on her journey. And I cannot wait for you to hear our conversation. Hello, Kayleen, and welcome to Life with Zan. Hi, Zan. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you on. We've been internet friends for a while now, and you have a podcast, which I've been on before, so I definitely have to add that in the show notes, but I'm excited to share a little bit more about you and what you do, because I think it's so interesting. Um, You are an intuition coach. I am. And I, I, first of all, I think that's such a fun title. And as I've shared with you before, I'm familiar with intuition, but I think so many of us don't really know what that means and how we can use it in our everyday. So can you explain a little bit of that and what that looks like? So many things to unpack here. Yeah. So intuition is one of those things that I, we all have different interpretations and experiences with. And one of the things I like to encourage and invite people to do is to come up with your own working definition and also give yourself the room to write it in pencil. Like this isn't like the end all be all. And one of the things that's tricky about intuition is I feel like a lot of people get introduced to it at a really young age as something that stops you from bad things happening. Like if you think all the way back to wherever intuition came from for you, for me, it was a story that was told in my family of when my grandfather was driving and he just knew he had to change lanes and it stopped them from getting in this crazy car accident, which is like so many things about that telling of the story. Like it didn't even happen. It was just like a scary thing that could have happened and the intuition stopped it. And so if we think of intuition in that way, it can be associated with fear very easily, which is then very tricky because a lot of times people want to know, how do I tell the difference between fear and intuition? And it's all jumbled up inside because that's how we learned about it in the first place. Yes, exactly. I think it is very confusing. And when I was preparing for this episode, I was thinking back on like my basic understanding and it's just what you said, but my vision was in my mind, my intuition was the thing that kept me from walking down a dark alleyway at night. And that's scary. (laughs) And um, so 
I love that there's people out there that are sharing kind of the other side of what intuition is and how it affects our everyday and um, be like sharing as a coach. So what made you want to become an intuition coach? Yeah. So a few years ago I was talking with a friend and she was becoming a coach and I said, I'll never be a coach. Like, I was just like, I don't want to ever be a coach. That sounds, no, that is not for me. And at that time I had a business building websites for entrepreneurs. Um, and I was working with lots of women and I ended up doing a lot of coaching in that role because I was talking to them about how we were going to bring what was on the inside of them onto the outside of a website. And it just became very clear to me that the way we do everything is the way we do anything or whatever that phrase is. And so much of it is connected to that deep well of wisdom within, which is what I think of as our intuition. Does it prevent you from catastrophe? Maybe, potentially, but there's so many other times in our daily lives and in our lifespan when we have those little inklings, those knowings, those feelings. And that's what I think of as intuition. That's what I tap into. And so I was having, I had this website business. It was great. And then I was, fo I followed Jess Lively and her podcast and she had started this inner voice facilitator training. And the first time around the timing wasn't right for me, but the second time it came around, I had been in business for about eight months and kind of felt like, oh, there's something more here that I want to be doing. I also got really tired of building websites. So it was like, I knew I needed to pivot, but I, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do the training. And then it was just like, I need to do the training. That's all, that's all I knew. So I did the training and one thing led to another. I just, as soon as I got into it and I saw the impact it made on my life to follow my inner voice and my intuition, it made the everyday struggles of life feel a lot simpler and easier knowing that I had this like inner wisdom within and do I like still get frustrated at my kids and all that? Yes, of course. But it was like, I just had this new direction and it was connected to ease and comfort and all of these things that I love to share about and talk about anyway. So I closed up shop with my website business um, at the end of what was that 2019 and, um, started full-time intuition coaching, which really, you know, if you've worked with a coach before, I wouldn't say it's like revolutionarily different aside from the fact that when I'm working with a client, I'm trying to help them access and acknowledge all of the different parts of them. So a lot of times coaching is really at the mind level, which is amazing. And we need our minds, but if we're only following our minds, we might go down a path that leads us to like frustration and hitting our head up against a wall. Also totally fine. That happens. But our intuition can kind of help bring us back to things that are going to really generate a deeper level, level of satisfaction and fulfillment while also utilizing the beautiful resource of our mind. Yes, hearing you describe that, it sounds so nice, but I feel like I find myself, and I'm sure many people can relate, with the banging their head against the wall more often than not, and I, as someone who I've talked about before, how I do intuition writing similar to Jess Lively, but translating that over to everyday life and is different, right? 
and it's when you're stressed out in the moment and being able to kind of tap in. So with being a coach, where do you see most people struggle with tuning into their intuition or following it? I think one of the biggest struggles is beating yourself up about the thing that you just described. Like it's one thing to notice I'm banging my head up against the wall or I've hit a dead end and I'm in frustration. Recognizing that and using that as the cue to shift gears, change the energy, go for a walk. It isn't a complete elimination of the human experience. That isn't what tapping into your intuition is. It's recognizing that you have another resource available to you that might have an easier path, a smoother path, but it isn't about never being frustrated or never being sad or upset. And so I think when we beat ourselves up about, oh, I didn't, I wasn't using my intuition enough. That's like, that's the pain that we're just inflicting on ourselves. I would say with gentleness in my heart, unnecessarily, (laughs) that is like, that's the part. And so what I find with clients a lot of times is they get into the practice of tuning into their intuition. And then they're like, but I just want to, I want to be able to do it when everything's terrible and everything sucks. And I'm like, yeah, we all want that. (laughs) I love that. I love that you're like, I don't know, humanizing the experience because hearing about intuition or even like meditation people will think like I want it to be like this perfect thing where I'm tuning out the world and in this flow and again sounds amazing would love to live there uh not most of my personal experience so I I find that very um comforting because it can seem like out of reach and yeah and that's yeah it it you know and I think that One of the most profound experiences I've had with my intuition was uh, a session on stage with Jess Lively before I became a coach. This was years and years ago. And she had people come up and ask questions. And my question was like, I'm on board with all that you're teaching Jess, but I can't feel that calm, centered, easy feeling in the middle of my kid's tantrum or in the middle of a fight with my boy, my husband, or, you know, whatever it was, like, I can't feel that way when I want most to feel that way. I can feel that way, like in a coffee shop when things are easy and my laundry's folded, like (laughs) when life is good, I feel good. And my intuition, my inner voice said, that's not the point. The the point of all this isn't to be calm, zenned out all the time. The point is to experience life, to show your kids that emotions are safe and okay, to flow with all of that. Um, and to be okay with yourself while you're doing that. So that's kind of where I've landed is it isn't trying to eliminate the mind or eliminate the drama. It's trying to navigate through it mm-hmm. <laughs> with a little bit more ease and tenderness towards myself and whoever else I'm interacting with. With your very relaxed approach, you come off very calm. Your voice is calming. It's very, it's very easy listening, which I appreciate. But I'm wondering, like you said, a few years ago, it, where you were struggling the most was like with kids, especially other people, other people's emotions that are in your home and you're, you're caring for. Is that like where you struggle the most still today or where else maybe do you have a difficult time? You know, I, I'm, 
am as crazy as the next person. Like I have all of my weird quirks and I have, I have lived a lifetime of frustration and being a perfectionist and, you know, trying to climb the corporate ladder and, and do all of that. And so a lot of that's still built within me. Um, you know, I have a four month old right now, and he is up several times in the middle of the night. I'm not my best that <laughs> then I'm not like, Oh, you wonderful creature living your human experience. I'm like, just go to sleep, baby. I need this baby to sleep. <laughs> so I, yeah, I struggle, um, with that, but I also just really try to, I think I've noticed that I laugh at myself a lot more than I used to. I laugh at situations and not all situations are funny in the moment, but like looking back at when I'm really struggling it's like, okay, a lot of this stuff won't matter in five years. Like I was talking to a friend the other day about, I had terrible acne terrible acne in high school and probably into college. And it was like a day to day thing, right? Like it was like anybody who struggled with their skin knows it's miserable and you just feel it so deeply. And now I can like barely remember it. So there's, uh, I've reached a point, but just by the magic of passing time, where I can look back, I have enough to look back on and be like, okay, those things were huge. And so now when things feel huge, some of it is huge, right? Like some things are really bad. Um, but me being upset about the badness doesn't make me feel any better. So I try to allow how I'm feeling in the moment. And even if it like, even if I yell, I, I have a, I have a yelling tendency, <laughs> which is so nice that I have a calling voice. Otherwise <laughs> I would not have guessed you know, that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I grew up in a, in a family of yellers. And so, you know, a lot of like how I was raised and where I come from, I've made measures to, to soften some of those edges because I don't like it when they crop out of me. Um, but it's not perfect, you know? Right. It's always interesting to me when somebody gives me the outside perspective and I'm like, well, it's not how I feel on the inside all the time. <laughs> same, same. That's, I think, I don't know, it's confusing. When someone says, you seem so confident, that's something I hear or all these other things um, that just aren't clicking with how I feel on the inside. And it's nice to think it looks like I'm doing better than I feel, <laughs> but it, um, it's kind of that reminder of actually you're doing okay. And, um, yes. it's all, it's all going to work out, but I, I do notice a lot since I focus mostly on mindset, that kind of chaos I create in my brain. If some, one small thing happens, I allow it to snowball because I'm not tapping into my intuition in those moments at all. Right. I'm yeah. fear yes. is taking yes. over. And um, that happened to me last week, just like one little thing set me off and it ruined my day. I let it ruin my day. And I, um, I've been thinking about that and um, just kind of like, especially navigating your intuition through situations that aren't just personal, like work and everything. So um, I know you have had a few career changes as well. Like you said, you're in the corporate world and, but you knew you eventually you want to be a stay at home mom. And then through that, you kind of recognize, oh, I think I actually want to have my own business. So how has your intuition kind of led you through that transition? How do you follow it and trust it? Yeah. I mean, so I've, 
followed my mind for most of my career life, even to picking my degree in college. I got my degree in elementary education because I wanted, I liked kids, which is not like the prerequisite for being an educator. Um, but I got in, it, it was kind of, I think in looking at my career path, it's like, I would follow something that my mind thought was a good idea. I get into the thing and then it'd be like, huh, this feels different than I thought it was going to feel. And then it would shift. And so that happened time and time again, even just like I said, with the building the websites for clients, I liked working with clients, but then I was like, Hmm, I don't like working in Squarespace. And so I, I shifted and listening to my intuition gave me the opportunity to trust those inklings, right? Those like little tiny messages of like, hmm, this isn't exactly what I thought. Motherhood was the same way. Like I thought that I had a totally different imagined idea of who I would be as a mother and what that experience would be like, what I'd be good at and what I'd enjoy. It's all basically the opposite of what I imagined. I do have things I really enjoy. I am a good mom, but it's just different than how I thought it was going to be. So trusting my intuition has given me the, the freedom, the flexibility, the opportunity to, to just like be okay with shifting gears and trying something new. Because what I find is that intuition is kind of a it isn't this like painted path that our mind gives us of if you choose A, X, Y, Z will happen. It's like you choose A and see how it feels. And then you go to B. It's like, it's like, and then H appears and you say, huh, H is interesting. It, it isn't as linear as your mind will tell you. And so in painting a career path, like it is very zigzaggy the way that mine has unfolded. Um, and I think that's because I was open enough to my intuition to be like, okay, this like linear straight path that I want, it might be painful. It might really suck. It might be really hard. And I don't want to feel that way so much. So what can I listen to and move towards ease, move towards what's exciting and inspiring and feels good and leave it open to being wrong. Because that's the other thing our mind is like, well, you have to pick the right or wrong choice. And intuition's like, why don't you just try it and see how it feels? Yes. So I'm like listening to this thinking, but what about the expectations we're, we're attaching to our career, for example, especially, or how you envision how you're going to parent? something that's like you have this idea stuck in your mind. This is a long-term vision. Like this is a 20 years or I'm thinking ahead what that's going to look like. How do you kind of let it go? Or like, I'm thinking, are there exercises someone can do to play with their intuition and maybe build up a little trust? Yeah. Building up trust, building up the practice of it is really helpful and doing it in the smallest, most playful, simplest ways is really how, what I found to give me a sense of co comfort and trust in that other voice inside that isn't my chattery vocal mind. Um, it's the calm voice that you're hearing right now. Like that's my intuition. My mind is, you know, just like everybody else is crazy and beautiful and super helpful. So that's the other thing. I really try not to like beat up on the mind too much because there's a huge tendency to do that kind of everywhere. And it's like the thing that we lead with and the thing that we fight with the most. And so what can we do to be kind and give it 
supportive, helpful direction. So, so two things, one, tuning into your intuition, practicing that on small things like, what should I wear today? And then listening to what you receive. And what the mind is going to do is be like, well, I don't really want to wear blue today, but what if da, 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 da? And okay, but what was the first thing that you heard? Like, what was the first inkling? And rather than trying to like, just be right, just play with trusting it because the mind is going to want to be able to prove this right or wrong, but intuition is just going to kind of lead you gently. And so if you accidentally listen to the mind and wear blue that day, because that's what you thought, that's okay. Like this is very low stakes. So picking out nail polish, picking out like what restaurant to go to, what to do with 20 minutes of spare time. Um, even if you're just in the transition from one thing to the next, I like to use doorways as kind of an opportunity for me to just pause, breathe, center in and ask, what do I need? And then listen to it. The, the trick is to listen. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is to like, calm that mind, to soothe that mind, to take care of that mind is to a lot of probably what you teach uh, with mindset and to embrace the gifts that our mind gives us and to, to try not to beat it up. So when things snowball or when you flip out, rather than beating yourself up, what can you do to take care of yourself? And those two efforts in tandem can really help you gain that confidence and practice to listening to your intuition mm -hmm. and getting your mind on board. See, so I'm thinking like, I, I'm saying with you, work with a lot of entrepreneurs, just people who are trying to learn about themselves, but also propel themselves forward in a way that feels good. And the intuition stuff like really trips me up, which is funny because I'm telling you, I in my mind, I'm actively working on it. But I can see that for many of us, when we're thinking like, ooh, I really want to grow and I really want to build on a business or um, build a life for my family, anything, we're thinking like action items still, even if, or even though we know better that it can, you know, it doesn't have to be go achieve all of the, this long list of things in order to be happy or successful. It's still just like this pull, like this tension. I know that I see others experience because we're taught that you should be seeking that next level of achievement. And it, in very few scenarios that I remember, and I know everyone's experience is probably so different just based on your household or um, the people you grew up around and where you went to school, but it, I just wasn't taught like oh listen to yourself you're correct you don't teach yeah. kids, you don't teach kids that I feel like a lot I don't know I hope I'd like to think people that's shifting uh but yeah. I and I've I've learned a lot about this um in the last few years just through personal interest about um teaching kids to trust their own themselves especially when it comes to like uh I know when I was a kid, like your parents would make you say hi to someone or hug a family member or something. And if you're just like, I don't feel like hugging someone today that people are ne aren't necessarily making them do that because mm -hmm. it's less about, um, you know, they're not being disrespectful. They're just like responding to how they're feeling and making also, sure. Also like that. the dis respect is always looked at in terms of the adult, like mm -hmm. not the child. Like we all, so what, yeah. So what you're saying is like, we are starting to now 
respect the child on their own without giving this hierarchy of like, you must do what the adult says Mm -hmm. that you, and it's, yeah, it's nuanced and it's tricky because you want people to behave a certain way. But that's one thing that kids um, will help you (laughs) learn is I have three now and yes, you want them to comply with the thing in the moment, but ideally we're teaching them how to be autonomous and curious and confident in their own right and listen to their intuition. How can you do that by forcing them to comply all the time? Exactly. I never thought about that. Like it blew my mind and um, in a lot of ways. And I, I heard someone else talk about intuition and like food and how like people that were taught that they had to clear their plates and things like that or the opposite like diet culture that tells you your body's saying you're hungry just kidding you're not like yeah oh no you're just thirsty just drink it's it's so no you need to go for a run all the all these things that are telling you um and we've all experienced this in different levels different places but just like all these things that are telling you no you don't listen to yourself. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, <laughs> but it's wild. No, it could, you're laughing because it's, it's like ridiculous when you lay it all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, personally, I'm not, um, I'm not an intuitive eating coach because mm-hmm. that is an area where I'm like, ah, jury's still out for me personally. And, um, I think that there's a lot there that you, there's a lot of opportunity to, Mm -hmm. to heal and grow. And I think one of the things that working with my intuition and working with clients has given me is a bit more like flexibility on there isn't a right or wrong. There isn't like, if I, if I eat a brownie tonight, it doesn't mean I'm bad. It means I ate a brownie. It it, is not even like, oh, I deserved it. Or, Ooh, my intuition told me to eat it. It's like, I ate it full stop. And so I think that that has applied, that kind of logic has applied to a lot of other areas where for whatever reason, the, the unfolding, the, the grasp on, like you said, that 20 year vision, like I still have visions. I'm super ambitious and driven. And like, I had dreams of winning a gold medal at the Olympics. You know, I, I swam in college. I was I was ranked like 10th in the nation at 10 years old in swimming. Like I am by like default, a very competitive person, but a lot of that achievement actually comes from like finding flow and and listening to your intuition and cultivating practices in life. And it's when we hold so tightly to the vision itself and not the day-to-day rhythms, that's where we hit frustration. And that's where we feel like we're not satisfied. That's when we feel like we're not getting the thing that we set out to. But if we work on the the in-between moments, the right here, the right now, and finding what feels good, those things do unfold or even better things unfold. Absolutely. So I love that you brought that up because I wanted, I wanted to touch on this. So this entire podcast is about process and that kind of, in my mind, goes hand in hand with intuition because that's where we really spend most of our time in the in-betweens of mostly high, big moments in our lives. Um, So how does that play in like for you as a coach or your intuition just like throughout life how are you like 
creating process for yourself or what are you in the middle of processing right now? Yeah, I, I mean, I really like having processes in place. I really like having rituals and rhythms and routines that I can count on. And this is something that I have cultivated out of a desire to feel a certain way. Probably in my, I think in my twenties, it was just like, everything was new. I got new jobs. I moved to new places. I got new car. Like nothing was like reliable and I couldn't count on anything and everything I was figuring out as I go. And now that I'm in my thirties, there's definitely still a ton of figuring out, right? Like I have a a new kindergartner this year. It was like a whole new thing to deal with is like, who am I as a parent of a kid who's in school? And so there's always going to be things that I've never done before and that I don't know what I'm doing, but there's a lot more things that I'm like kind of cultivating and getting deeper into the process and progress of. So like the holidays are a good example. I cultivate a lot of rituals and routines through the holiday season and then I noticed that feels really good. So now I'm doing it around the seasons in general and paying attention to how do I want to feel every springtime? How do I want to feel through the summer? And knowing that I, if I'm lucky and my life continues, I get to come back to these seasons, season after season, year after year, and continue to build on those things instead of just making it like, this is the spring I have to do everything, which is... I think how I lived a lot of my life was just wanting to check all of the boxes on all of the lists all of the time. And now I'm like, we can take our time. We can build on these things and come back to it. I can leave myself something to come back to next year. I love that. I feel like you're very good at breaking things down in a way that I think provides structure for yourself, but also meaning, which is kind of the main goal. And you mentioned how you've been working like within the seasons. And I know you're currently sharing a uh, new coaching opportunity within the seasons. And um, for anyone that's interested, can you kind of explain what that's like? Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited about it. It definitely is like one of those opportunities where I learned a lot in the last few years of building my coaching business and kind of collecting all of this data through working with, I had like 80 sessions in one year. So it was like, you know, a good data set. And what I noticed is that it doesn't take a lot to get into our intuition in terms of time and effort and energy, but it is very potent and very meaningful. And having one session can have a, like a, trickle down effect that like impacts you for a long time and it will support those daily practices. So the program, it's a membership, it's called the season sessions. And every season you get one one-on-one -on -one session with me. It's an intuition and mind coaching, bringing it all together, getting into that deep inner voice. And then in between throughout the seasons, you have a whole suite of supportive resources to enjoy experience and do all the things that you want to do in the season. So there's like a meditation, there's an invitation to set intentions, there's a manifestation component, there are rituals for welcoming and releasing. So it's like this whole thing 
that you make the decision once to join the membership, which is like a big thing that we all have to do is like, you know, the amount of energy that we spend buying things, like just, it's exhausting. I've never thought <laughs> like about it. <laughs> adding stuff to your Amazon cart constantly, going to Target, trying to shop small and local, like it is a lot. So I wanted to package it in a way that was like, you know, you need to take care of yourself. You know, you want to connect with yourself make this decision once a year. And then you have each season, a place to come back to yourself. And then if you want to continue to cultivate that, you can with these other supportive resources. That's amazing. I think that's a really good like entry point for someone who's looking to get started because it's not like a, a weekly meeting or anything. It's um, kind of that seasonal breakdown, which I think so many of us can relate to. And we live within that world, whether we like it or not, even though like for me, I don't have kids in school, but I, I still live in that semester type yeah. world. So um, no, I think that's very cool. And I think will be very beneficial for so many people. And I, I'm so interested now because you're currently like in, so are we, we're in winter. Mm -hmm. How, like, what are you experiencing and feeling into right now personally? Like what's inspiring you? Um, how is this like process in time going for Kayleen? Yeah. Well, so the thing about seasons that I find really interesting is like, we are in the season of nature, but then we also have seasons of life. And that's another thing that's kind of helped me soften my expectations of myself and my experience of the world I'm living in is that like, I'm in this certain season of life. And so I have three little kids, like I said, like in the middle of the night, we're up. And so my expectations of having like this, like 45 minute morning ritual are, that's not aligned right now, but I won't be in this season forever. And so I know that I can kind of put that on the shelf and be like, okay, when the kids are gone, like I'm gonna have an empty house and I can drink my tea in quiet. And time is funny, right? Like it's going to come if I'm alive. And if I'm not, then I'm not. So I can just like wait for that and then do what I want now in terms of what's inspiring me and like what I'm, what I'm feeling into for winter. It's like such a silly thing, but even just the way that the sun and the shadows kind of paint on the walls, like the tree branches, since they're empty and there's no leaves, like watching that at certain times of the day is like very calming and inspiring to me. Um, building out the season sessions and kind of landing on a foundation that feels really, really good and supportive for me as a business owner, but then also for my clients is like super inspiring. And I just am so excited to kind of be here with it as it evolves season after season. Um, and then just like enjoying my little babies and being yeah. part of that. And like, you know, this is what I wanted and really experiencing that for the good, the bad, the ugly, the screaming and the adorable, like all of it. That's amazing. I, I love it. And I just love watching your family grow on social media and just the way you share it feels very approachable to me as someone that doesn't have kids I don't know what to expect and but knowing that it's like it's a it's okay and you feel it feels relaxed so I appreciate that because a lot of what someone and this is kind of for someone who you know doesn't have kids is what I see online is scary <laughs> um I, that's I don't know why that's the word that comes to mind or um you hear about mom shaming and things like that. Um, 
parent shaming anything and it feels like any an ease of uh kind of moving into a new season. So if you guys aren't following Kayleen, you should because <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. I think it's refreshing and doesn't it feel like kind of that slow living feeling, um, whether that's your intended approach or not, I don't know. I mean, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, again, like I feel like it is sort of like this, um, a very intentional effort that I've made because of what you're describing. Like that isn't, that isn't the energy that I want to like be in. And so that those energies do come up. Like I said, like my kids throw tantrums, like our house is not like serene all the time, but that's also what it is with kids. And that's what like is, I think one of the things that's been really helpful is like educating myself on what is developmentally appropriate and like required for them to grow. Like we're, we have a three and a half year old and a five and a half year old. They are going to fight. They have to fight to learn conflict resolution. So as much as my nervous system does not enjoy their bickering, it is really helpful to understand that that is a part of the process and they're going to be better for it if, as they learn. And like, oh, is one one inflicting trauma on the other one. I don't know, but like, <laughs> I'm trying my best to not like add to it with my own personal drama. So motherhood has been a really good opportunity for me to look at all of my mess and, and heal some of it, forgive some of it. And also just to like, not get wrapped up in some of it. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a good example for I don't, putting the expectations again on something and what it could be. And in that moment, like kind of, you know, taking the information, like you're finding information on development and like take following your intuition. Um, that is, I think everyone I know just struggles so much in different areas with that. And just allowing it to unfold in the way that works for you and releasing the expectation, releasing, um, and but also knowing you do have the ability to choose, like I'm choosing to follow my intuition here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's seven. like, when you make a choice, then you're coming at a place of empowerment and feeling like a little bit stronger and embodied in your choices. Another thing that I think is like probably helpful for you, Zan, and maybe your, your listeners is like, your intuition is a really helpful resource when your brain is over it or tired or like done and exhausted. And we face so much decision fatigue in our daily lives that you have the ability to make decisions without using your mind. And that's like, can really change the game for you. And I think having that like more playful nature of like, oh, I don't know, let's just see what happens if we choose this. Like that can be, that can feel so good when your brain is locked up and like, I don't know what to do. And right. the other thing is you don't always have to choose right then. That's true. That's so true. And I'm, I personally am working on that. The, um, just kind of uh, not overthinking and like kind of following things. So like I, I shared at the end of season three that I'm going to, or well, I have started at this point, um, playing tennis, which has been really fun. And I tell everyone that'll listen to me talk about it, <laughs> but it's, it's been cool just to do something different and mm -hmm. any, any activity that takes me out of my mind, I'm like, I'm all in, but it takes enough of my focus that I'm not thinking, you know, about other things. 
and it's you know engaging good for your you know movement and it's fun it's fun to just be doing something different and you and discovering like a different part of yourself when you're trusting your intuition i feel that um because it knows something i don't right that's what i keep thinking it knows something i don't and i'm gonna um i would like to let it reveal to me what i do not know yeah uh, yes. and the, the thing is is that it can be really um helpful and comforting to separate it out like you just did and say like it knows something i don't but it is you mm -hmm. It is you. So it's you wild. do know these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is like, it is part of you and it is within you and you have access to it and you get to decide whether or not you listen to it. And there isn't like a right or a wrong, or you did good listening to your inner voice or you did bad because it's all you and you get to kind of, that's why I like to bring everybody to the table and like really help somebody see how we can get your mind and your intuition to work together right. because it's all part of you. It's like your left hand and your right hand. Mm -hmm. This is equal parts. Like, I, I just, it's like messing with just our view of how we're trained to see things. So it's equal parts, like grasping the information, but also like equal parts, we're letting go of so much that we have, like, you know, if we choose to um, see it in a new way. And I, I so appreciate you coming on and sharing kind of your experience perspective. And I love um, highlighting that there's people out there helping with this sort of thing, because I think most of us are kind of like, what is my intuition? Should I listen to that thing? Like, am, is it this like little voice talking to me in my head? Um, so I'd love for you to share anything else you're working on or how people can follow you so they can get more of this. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Um, of course you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Kayleen Elise. And if you are new to intuition or you really just want like to get back into it, if you feel like you're a little bit separate from it, I do have a free resource available called 21 days to intuition. And it's a download that gives you prompts and ideas and practices for tapping into your intuition for 21 days. So you start from wherever you are right now and guaranteed you're going to have a stronger, deeper connection after those 21 days. So I would love for people to check that out. Yes. And Kayleen Elise on Instagram. Yes, ma'am. And you have your own podcast. Oh yeah. It's called <laughs> Celebrate Cultivate. <laughs> yeah. And you, you also do a newsletter. So there's a lot of Kayleen that you can uh, absorb. And I think that that would, it's just like an a fun person to follow in a world that is very busy online. It's nice to um, have some people that feel like pause and not so much just like the adding to cart, if you will. I loved that reference. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. And thank you again, Kayleen. I've so enjoyed this conversation. I know everyone's going to love it too. Thank you, Zan. And thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Life with Zan. If you like what you hear, go ahead and rate and review the podcast to give Life with Zan a little boost. We will be back each week from March through May. I'll see you next Thursday.